0: Okay. Um, there's a very interesting thing that we say every year in the Haggadah. It's actually pretty weird when we think about it. Um, one of the one of the things that we focus on is the shibud that we had in Mitzrayim, the the slavery that we were under. We focus on certainly Yitzhia Mitzrayim, how we got out of Mitzrayim, and we have, um, you know, a whole uh, Eser Makos, the Ten Makos that we talk about. Uh, interestingly, there's not a lot of of, uh, of words spent talking about the Eser Makos. That's really for us to do, for us to expand upon them and to think about them and to um, and and to take out from the Eser Makos what we're supposed to learn from them. But one of the things that it, sa- that it says in the, in the Haggadah that just seems like almost like a real side point is that when, the, when we're darshaning the Pesukim, when we're going through the different Pesukim and we talk about what the, the different words and different Pesukim uh, refer to, it says, uva osos, and with signs, and the Haggadah says, zehamata, that's referring to the staff. And when it says it's referring to the staff, it's obviously referring to Moshe Arbenu's Mata, Moshe Arbenu's staff, that turned into a snake, and that Moshe Rabbeinu always had by his side, and uh, with which he did some of the Makkos. Some of the makas were performed with that Mata. But why is that Mata, why is that staff, so central to everything that went on in Yetzias Mitzrayim? And then we find it also just like always alongside Moshe Rabbeinu as he's going, as as we go through the Midbar. We have it uh, by the Amsuf, Moshe Rabbeinu has this staff. We have it by uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu has to get water from the rock. Moshe Rabbeinu has his Mata with him. So this Mata is a central thing. It's something that is worthy of us having like a word that that is describing like the parts, the central parts of Yetzirah Mitzrayim, we have the word Uva Osos, and the signs referred to Zahamata. This is the staff. And um, that staff is somehow, uh, I mean, uh, you know, we look at it kind of like as like as Moshe Beidu's magic stick. It's, it's, it's kind of what he had with him at all times. What was it? It's obviously supposed to mean something to us if we're talking about it, if, if, it's, if we're, our attention is being drawn to it, so there must be something that we're supposed to uh, be able to pull out of its existence and what it is. So I'd like for a second to take a look at the history of this staff. Like, What is this thing? Where did it come from? And what's it all about? So there's a series of midrashim called Perik de Rabbi and in it, in in Perik Mem, in the 40th, 40th Perik, describes the following. So it says, "Amr Levi, Hamat Hashmoshos. This staff was created Ben so Hashmoshos. It was created like in that twilight time, right at the transition between Friday, the sixth day of creation, and Shabbos. Nimsar la Adam Harishon began Eden." It was given to Adam Harishon in Ganede. The Adam Masroh le and Adam passed it on to Chanoch. The Chanoch Masroh Noach, and Chanoch passed it to Noach. The Noach Masroh Shame, and Noach passed it to Shame. The Shem Masroh Avram, Shame handed it off to Avram. The Avram Masroh le Avram Tiyitzchok. V'Yitzchak mitsaral Yaakov, and Yitzchak gave it to Yaakov. Harido the leMitzrayim, and Yaakov brought it down to Mitzrayim. Yosef and he gave it to Yosef his son. U'kishames Yosef nishlal kol Now, when Yosef died, all of his possessions were taken by the Mitzrim, and v'nasan bePalterin shel Paro, and they were put in the palace of Paro. And Yisro is one of the Hatumim, was one of the magicians of Mitzrayim. So this part of the story is kind of a little more well-known. I think uh, Rabbi Hill maybe mentions it in one of his tapes, and this is kind of like in the Medrash Says type of thing. So, so it says, So he sees this mate and the signs that were on it, because apparently it had things that were on it, different symbols, or maybe Shemos, Shemos of Hashem's name. osambelibo and he wanted it he had a deep desire for it in his heart lukacho and he took it vehavio and he brought it with him unato basorgan beso Yisro, and he planted it in the garden of the house of yisro Okay, so part of the Medrash, like there are other Medrashim that say that this is like after Yisro refused to, uh, to, to go along with the plan against the Jews, so then he ran away, and he grabbed something from the palace, and this is what he grabbed. There are different versions of, of how exactly Yisro ended up with this staff. But it's interesting, it says that he really wanted it. V'chamat, belibo. he really wanted it a lot. Then, V'raaz and he saw the staff of Lohaya adam yachol Likrov love ode, and no one was able to come near it. Uh, and so, so again, it says that um, uh, other Madrashim then go talk about how um, no one was able to pull it out of the ground. So over here, the way the the words are, that no one was able to get near it. Now, uka Moshe lebeso. Now, when Moshe came to his house, nechnas lagan beso shal Again, he went into his garden. He saw the staff. And he read the signs there were on it. He sent out his hand and he took it and saw Esmoshe, and he said, Ze Ligol as Yisrael And he said, Ah, this is the one who's going to redeem Yisrael from Mitzrayim." And therefore he gave him Tsipura his daughter as a wife. Okay, so we have a fascinating story over here. I don't know if anybody is so familiar with the uh, the the legend of King Arthur. But in the legend of King Arthur, there is a whole um, story with his famous sword, Excalibur, that um, is very, very similar to this story. And this is clearly, um, seems to be where it came from, that there was some sort of sword that was stuck in something, that was stuck in a stone, I think, and no one can pull it out until finally he pulled it out. And that meant that he was za to all kinds of tremendous gaapos, uh, whatever. Um, and, and and that is, you know, that that story is obviously um, coming from here. So we have a staff that was given to Adam Harishon in Ganeden. Adam passed it to Chanuk, Hanoch to Noach. Noach to Avram, Avram Yitzchak, Yaakov, Yosef. Then it kind of got waylaid, ended up by Yisro, and then Moshe Rabbeinu ends up with it. And then we know that, that, that ultimately it does go into, you know, it, it ends up in um there, there are different versions about what happens to it uh, eventually. Does it end up somewhere uh, in the Mishkan? You know, what exactly happens to it in the, in the long run? That seems to be uh, a bit of a machlokus as, as, to, as to what its future is. So this is the staff that we're talking about. Now, the Radal, who is one of the Mefarshim on the Medrash, so he tells us something interesting about this staff. He says, okay, so... It was given to Adam HaRishon. Seemingly, um, it seems like Adam HaRishon, this was something that he used in order to work the ground. I mean, that's one of the things that that, that this Radal says. But he says, the That this is from the Eitz HaChayim. This is from that tree of life that was in Gan Eden. Um, She-ham-ata eitz ha-chayim that somehow it was from the roots or the branches of of the Etzah Chaim, that tree of life in ganeden, Okay, so we have the staff. The staff that Moshe Rabbeinu, that, that we know, is famous for Moshe Rabbeinu. But apparently it was something that was passed from tzaddik to tzaddik, through the history of the world, starting from other, starting from Admarishon in ganeden, Some piece of this Etzah Chaim, some, some piece of this tree of life, that got passed from person to person to person, tzaddik to tzaddik, it kind of got detoured, ended up back with Moshe Rabbeinu, which was like the perfect handoff, right, if you have to go from Yosef, who's next up on the list, it's Moshe Rabbeinu, and then he takes it, and it's with this, he redeems Klal Yisrael from, from, from uh, Mitzrayim. Now, what does this mean? It comes from the what, like, what What's the significance of that? What are we supposed to understand from that? What's this telling us? So, Adam and Chava, were they or were they not allowed to eat from the Eitz So, I think that, like, as kids, a lot of times we have this understanding that, like, Adam and Chava were told there are two trees you're not allowed to eat from. You're not allowed to eat from the Eitz and you're not allowed to eat from the Eitz That's not true. The truth is that the Halacha was the following. That there were two special trees in Gan Eden. One was the Eitz the other was the Eitz Hachayim. And if someone would eat from the Eitz Hachayim, they would be able to be eternal. They would be able to live eternally. They would become immortal. Uh, and they were not allowed to eat from the Eitz Hadas Tovera. After they ate from the Eitz Hadas, Adam and Chava are kicked out of Gan Eden. And the reason given is, because what if they end up eating from the Eitz Hachayim and they're chay li olam, and they live forever. So Hashem says, "I'm sorry, I got I have to evict them from Gan Eden." So the Eitz HaChaim was a tree that at first Adam and Chava were allowed to eat from, and then after the chait with the Eitz Hadas, they were not allowed to eat from. So, what exactly again? What is this Eitz HaChaim? What is this thing? So it's a tree that makes you live forever. The way we are to understand what's going on here is that before Adam and Chava sinned, before Adam and Chava did their hate, they did not have the Yitzhahara. They did not have uh, the Yetzirah as we know it. In you know, other words, it was some sort of external thing that was represented by the Nachash, that was represented by the snake. But as far as like an internal Yetzirah, they did not have one. Um, they did not face, in that sense, the same challenges that we face. They had a totally and completely different type of existence in which life that would last forever was not inappropriate for them. For, for us, death, while it's not something that anybody wants, so to say, and it's not something anybody uh, looks forward to, but the concept that a human being dies really is, is, is a benefit to us. Because the concept of we are we are made of like a body and a neshama, we're made of, of, a, of a body and a soul. Our soul is the part of us that's meant to live forever. When the body and soul get together in this world, um, we're almost automatically imperfect. Ever since the chet of Adam and Chava, we are automatically going to make mistakes. We are imperfect by definition. Death is a process that cleanses us of our bodies. It cleanses us of the mistakes that were made here in this world because we are this combination of body and soul. And because a human being is able to die, that's what allows a person to become purified to the point that they can have this neshama that is able to be close to Hashem. Before the chait. Of the Eitz Hadas before Ad, before the Chid of Adam and Chava, the idea that they would live forever and never die was not inappropriate. It was fine for them because they didn't need the cleansing process of death. Right? Death allows this separation to take place because the body is so clearly not, you know, not not, not inappropriate for the for the neshama. That they they really don't fit together. They're not on the same level. Uh, they didn't need to have that kind of uh, of of cleansing because their body and their neshama were so f- were fused together so perfectly, they worked with such perfect synergy that there, there was no issue of uh, I got to shake this thing, I got to put that body back into the ground and then allow the neshama to you know go off and become pure. So the etzachayim, when Adam and Chavar first created an incan Eden, is a fine thing for them to eat. They if they 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 could have should have uh, maybe should have they could have eaten from it and they would have become eternal. They did not eat from it. Rather, Adam goes Adam and Chavah go and they eat from the Eitz Hadas. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, now that they've eaten from the Eitz Hadas, I can't have them be in Gan Eden anymore. Why? Because if they eat from the Eitz then they're going to you know they 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 they're, 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 they're going to live forever and that's that that doesn't fit with them that's not who they are anymore so therefore the et chayim was taken away from them and they were kicked out of they were kicked out of gan eden and in fact just give me a second let me just find the put the Pasuk over here the Pasuk says Um, he says, "Right, lest man go and he eat from the etz and then he's going to eat it and live forever. So therefore, Hashem said to man of to work the, the earth.' And he kicked, he like banished him. And he set up on the east of Gan Eden, he set up who's the one who said um the, the this is the Pyrkid Rebelazar. Okay. Um and he set up on to the east of, of Gan Eden. Esha he sets up the Kruvim, the Eslahat ha ha-Mesapechas and some sort of revolving sword, right? Lishmar Estarach Eitzachaim to guard the way the path to the Itachaim. So the, this whole setup is is created that we're kicked out of Gan Eden, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sets up these angels with some sort of sword of some sort, right, that are going to stop us from getting back to the Itachaim. Because for us, for us humankind to have the Itachaim, that is something that is um, that's that that would be a disaster so to say for the world. So we have this, um, we have this uh, situation over here where um, mankind loses access to the Eitz Chaim, and, and in truth, it seems like a very, very harsh thing to do. Um, that, that we lose, that we have this ability That to have been e- uh, you know, immortal. We have this ability to have this thing called the Eitz Chaim, And uh, it's so bad what we did that we're kicked out. And, and in fact, there have to be these angels that are set up to prevent us from ever getting back to the Eitz Chaim ever again. So, is it really that that harsh? Is it really such a such a strict reality that we are that we are faced with? So, the um, there's something over here that Mephorshim point out that is very very um, puzzling. It's like you know, it's a, it's a very interesting thing. Look at the type of malachim that Hashem sets up. To protect the Itzachhaim. It's a weird thing. It's Keruvim Right? There's only one other place in the Torah where we find the concept or the word of Keruvim And that's what we find above Torah. There's another interesting thing. Torah is always referred to as Itzhaim <speaking in> Hilamachikumbah. <Hebrew> that Torah is the Chaim Torah is the tree of life. So what exactly are we supposed to make of that, that, that the fact that there's like, it's Chaim, that there's, we have Kruvim and Eitz we have Kruvim and Eitz Now this Kruvim and says like, don't ever come back here again, if you do, we have got these crazy swords that are going to, seems like they're going to chop our heads off. But then we have a different form of Kruvim and different Eitz that are in the Mishkan and in the Mikdash. Like, you know, it's, 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 it seems to be telling us something. There's a Ramban. The Ramban tells us, and I believe that this Ramban is in Parshas The Ramban says that Torah is something that is able to purify a person's soul. It's able to purify a person's soul so much so that a person can become immortal. That if a person was so Lacked into Torah. If a person purified himself so much that the, you know t- there there is the ability to achieve a point where a human being, even with a body, becomes someone who is immortal. The example that the Ramban gives is Elio Hanavi. We know Elio Hanavi, right? He, he shows up. Uh, you know, he's he's some he's someone who never technically died. Uh, we have all of these legends about when Eliyahu appears. Um, you know, I know that the question is asked about this year. Um, you know, if Eliyahu comes to your door, you're allowed to let him in. Uh, there, there was no uh, guidelines given about whether Eliyahu has could be carrying coronavirus or not. But um, the, um, the 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 was a person who was able to purify himself to the point um, where he was able to. Reach a level where he was totally purified. So is somebody raising their hand? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, you can unmute yourself. We you, we are was with somebody's hand raised. No. Okay. Okay. Um. So, so uh, where a a person um is able to become like totally purified like that. So now. Um, how. That we have a kind of like a parallel line over here. Adam and Chava had changed. Adam and Chava had lived in a way, something that we can't relate to, that they were shyach. That they it was it was something that was appropriate for them. It was something that fit with them. That they were going to be able to eat from the Eitz Chaim and live forever. Their bodies and souls were. Where we were, were able to work together, their soul, their body was not a drag on their soul to like like ours is, to the point where um, they were going to be able to, you know, eat, eat from this Eitz live forever, and it not be a bad thing. Uh, however, they lost that. But Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells us that while on the one hand I have this Eitz and this Eitz is protected. And this Eitzchayim has Keruvim that say, don't come here. But there's a different Eitzchayim. There's an Eitzchayim, Hilma There is another Eitzchayim that we are going to be able to get our hands on. And it's going to be able to give us the tool, or it is the tool with which a person can regain everything that Adam and Chava had the immortality that Adam and Chava had in Gan Eden. So we have an Eitz Chayim that we're not allowed to have access to. That way of eating the Eitz Chayim and just like, you know, having this like, kind of like easy, like, you know, you, you take a bite of it and boom, you, you're immortal forever. We can't have that anymore. That, we have Karuvim stopping us from getting that. But we have a different Eitz Chayim that the Torah allows, that, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us access to that with you know, us working and becoming connected to Torah, we could get to the point where we have the same outcome of the Eitz Chaim, but in, in you know, a different way, a different model. So, we have a bridge. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu kicked Adam and Chava out of Gan Eden, he gave Adam a stick, he gave him a staff. This mata, the staff was... It was something that was a piece of this etz And he told him, take this with you. With this, you are going to be able to build a bridge. You're going to be able to reconnect on the other end to a different form of this etz You just lost an etz but take this staff with you. Because it's, it's gone in its present form. It's lost as far as the tree that you know of. But this Eitz Chaim is something that human beings still have shaychas to. They still have a connection to. How is it that they have a connection to it? So Adam, and Chanoch, and Noach and Adam, and and, I'm sorry, Avram, and Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and Yosef. All of these tzaddikim, they're Connection to Torah, right? In the the, the, the as of, at that point, the, the informal Torah, so to say, but the connection to avodas Hashem and connection to Hashem was something that was real to them, and therefore they were the ones who were able to bear that Eitz When Yosef died and Klal Yisrael ended up in Shibud, that Eitz became something that was untouchable. It was something that Yisro. It's interesting how it says it. Yisro had this longing for it. Right. I guess at this point he didn't understand why he had the longing for it. Ultimately, we find out that he has an eshamah that connects to Torah, but at this point he has a longing for it, he takes it, he plants it somewhere, and no one's able to go near it, no one's able to touch it, because it's something that's not of this world, it's something that doesn't belong to the regular people of this world. Until, finally, Moshe Rabbeinu comes around, he's able to see it, he's able to read what the stick is all about, and he's able to take it and grab it. When he does that, Yisro says, this is the person who's going to be able to take Kalal Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. Because the ultimate goal of taking Kalal Yisrael out of Mitzrayim was so that Tav ala that they're going to be able to serve Hashem by Harsinai. The ultimate goal of Yitzhi Mitzrayim was to get us to Matan Torah. So, as the Makos are performed, as all of those Nisim are done, What's the tool to having that happen? What's w- with what does that all occur? It all happens with the mata, because the mata is that thing that is designed to help us never lose our way and reconnect us back to what is it like to have access to an etz chaim. So we're kicked out of Gan Eden. Hakadosh Hu, as if to say, like shoves us out and says, like. See, uh, you're just not Shaykh to this world of an Eitz anymore, but here's a staff. This staff is going to lead you down a long, winding path and road that will eventually get you back to having an Eitz a different form of Eitz but an Eitz that's going to be able to achieve that same achievement that you had all the way back in Ganeiden, which re- which is that V'achal Le'olam, that if a person really Devours it and makes it a part of himself, part of him or herself. Then they can literally have immortality, like like Eliyahu Hanavi did. So, what Yitzhak Mitzrayim was really all about, Yitzhak Mitzrayim was all about getting the Jewish people from being a people who were the the offspring of Avram Yitzchak Yaakov Yosef, who had fallen so far, but were still they are the people that are supposed to re and reconnect. The so what is it that Moshe Rabbeinu uses in order to kind of set the world straight and to bring Kelal Yisrael, bring the people of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov back to the place where they're going to be able to get the Etzah Chaim? It's that staff, it's that piece of the original Etzah Chaim, it's that piece of the original tree of life that's going to be able to reconnect them to the real Etzah Chaim. So when we look, in, when, when we sit at the Seder and we say, Oso's and everybody kind of just like, you know, says Oso's and then everybody looks at each other and says like, so what's the next one? Right? So um, w- w- the staff, it's a nice, like, you know, we think to ourselves like, okay, it's a nice little part of like what the story of Yitzhizim is all about. Yeah, okay, there was a staff. There happened to have been a staff. I'm sure Moshe Rabbeinu wore uh, sandals. Uh, I, you know, he also had a cloak. Like, there were lots of things that he had. But no, the staff is such an important part because it's the staff that, that was the thing that told Klal Yisrael and that Moshe Rabbeinu had with him to say there is something that we came from all the way back at the beginning of time that's the thing that we're trying to reachieve in a whole different way and come on, I'm leading the way with this staff this staff is what's going to take us literally to the Eitz so that piece of the Chaim that starts from the beginning of time, that's the, what builds the bridge and allows Klal Yisrael to get back to the later Chaim. So when we think about what Yitzis Mitzrayim was all about, and when we think about what was the message that Moshe Rabbeinu was giving when he was walking around, doing all of these nisim, causing Kriyas Yamsef, you know, so to say, bringing Kriya, uh, Kriyas Yamsef about with a mata with a staff, it wasn't just that he needed some kind of magic wand. It's not about having some sort of like piece of wood in your hand because that somehow makes a person into a magician or into some sort of person who can bring about Nisim. There's nothing to do with that. It's that this mate was something that was that expressed the core the, the, uh, purpose of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, which was getting us back to being a people who are connected to the Ithachain getting us back to being a people who can go and correct what it was that Adam and Chava did wrong in Gan Eden. Getting us back to being able to have a Kruvim, but not a Kruvim that pushes away from the Eitzachhaim, but a Kruvim that bring us back to the to to the A Kruvim that draws into the Eitzechaim. And and that 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 is the and it draws into the Eitzachheim that gives us the the immortality. And that's that role um, of the mate all right um, any questions thank you so much never heard of it like that thank you sure no problem all right everybody have uh have a great yumtive okay sure have a great yumtive enjoy thank you, okay. You okay thank you have a good day. thank you much. So okay thank you thank you